Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. All right, grab your Bibles this morning. Are y'all ready for the Word? Understand it's been a little long today. I don't know why I told you that, because it won't change how long I preach. I just wanted you to know I understand it. (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to do something today. I'm going to do something today uh, that I've never done before. Before I tell you what that is, I need to make this announcement. I need you to listen to me. Tonight is a very important night for Life Church. If you are a member of this life of Life Church, if you are a part of it in any way, we need you back here. All of our elders, all of our finance committee, uh, uh, for everybody. We're going to be setting the pace for going into the next year. So everybody that is a member of Life Church, uh, we really need you to come back. And even if you're not a member and want to come back, it's going to be very interesting, I think. Uh, or at least you'll understand the roots of this church when you leave here tonight. But anyway, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to bring my Wednesday night Bible study to Sunday morning. I've never done this before because on Wednesday night I preach by note. Uh, Sunday mornings I usually don't do that many notes, but I'm preaching by notes on Wednesday night. But this is so powerful to me. So you that were here Wednesday night, you're going to hear basically the same thing. Uh, But a man told me yesterday that what the church needs is more repetition instead of more revelation. Amen. Maybe if we did more repetition, your revelation would come alive to you. (laughs) Are you listening to me? So uh, we're going to dive deep and we're going to deal with the concept of examine your faith. We are encouraging you to become a note taker. There's no way you're going to remember like you should. Amen. So it's good to write down some things. Uh, Examine your faith. This so shook me up as your pastor. Because I am responsible for your souls. The Bible plainly teaches me that. And uh, it's my responsibility to make sure that, that you know where you stand with God. So we're just going to take the word of God and let you examine your faith today. Uh, before I start, I need you to look at your neighbor right now and ask them this serious question. Are you sure you're saved? Most people will teach you not to question your salvation, but your Bible commands you to. Amen? Because if there's one thing you better be sure about, is anybody in this building with me? You better be sure about your salvation. Because when you stand before God, there's not another chance. Amen? So this could be the most important information you ever received today. Grab your Bibles, and I'm on a limited time today, so we're going to run. Grab your Bibles and open with me to um, 2 Corinthians chapter number 13. I'm going to skip some scriptures. 2 Corinthians. I'm going to read it from the screen. didn't have it amplified. Uh, this is a very important scripture, so I want you to... Read it with me, either out of your Bible or off the screen. It says, examine yourself. You know, it's easy to examine everybody else. (laughs) But it's a little different story when we start trying to examine ourselves, because we always got it all together. Amen. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Did you hear what I said? Uh, not, not just in faith, in the faith. What is the faith? This is the faith. It don't matter what denomination you are. It don't matter what background you are. It don't matter what their name is over the church. This is the faith. And sometimes we will uh, relinquish the faith for the religion. Or the denomination, because that's the way I was taught. It's the way I was brought up. Amen. I just come to help you this morning. He said, to examine yourselves, to see whether you are in the faith. Prove your own selves. 
Know you not your own selves how that Jesus is in you except you be a reprobate. Uh, I don't like that word in the King James Version because it kind of gives us a wrong perspective. What it means is you might be a counterfeit. <laughs> uh, and and this, is not, this is not throwing stones at anybody. It's my opportunity to examine if I may be a counterfeit. Amen. Because you can be a counterfeit and not know it. There ain't but one, it's the most tragic thing that could ever happen is for you to stand before God and say, oh my God, I thought I was saved. I said a prayer. I talked to a preacher. I went to church every Sunday morning only to find out I was not in the faith. So are y'all going to go with me this morning? Oh, y'all better pray for me. Uh, so how do we examine? That's what comes up to me. How in the world? When I was told, never question your salvation. The devil is a lie. You better question it. You better hold it up. You better judge it by the word of God. The Bible says, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Not only should I uh, question it, but there ought to be a fear in me that I could miss this thing. Because I promise you, if there's a fear of missing it, it'll make you aim small. Amen? Aim small. So, how do we examine or prove that we are actually in the faith and not just religion? See, that's the problem with America. There's so much religion, man. There's so much religion, so many religious, and I don't know how to use that word any other way as in a negative way today, amen, that we think just because we're connected to a church and doing some religious stuff that we have been born again. So the reason this examination, this proving ourselves is so important is because, hear me this morning, religion can be deceiving. Religion can be deceiving. It can deceive us into believing we're in the faith just because I go to church. We're in the faith because I do religious stuff. It can make us believe we're in the faith because I read my Bible. It can, religion can deceive us to make think we're okay with God because I pray every day. But if you're going to church and you're reading the Bible... And it does not tra transform your character, it's religion. I don't know how to say that any plainer, amen? Anybody can go to church, anybody can read the Bible. It's not what, uh, uh, that's not being in the faith. So a faith that does not transform your character is a dead faith. It's just religion and it has no power to save you. Matter of fact, James 1.22 says, But be ye doers of the word. Somebody shout doers. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. It's, if you hear a lot of the word, and it's dangerous to get caught in this religious mindset because you've got so much religious activity going on and you're hearing a lot of the word, amen. But if you're just hearing the word and walk out that door and there's no doing of what you heard, the Bible says spiritual deception comes in and I get to believe in I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going to heaven. Amen. I'm on my way. But according to James chapter number 2, and I just didn't take time to go read James 2. It's so awesome. James 2.18 says, are y'all with me? The only way a true faith can be examined is by its activity. It's the only way to examine faith. You can talk a whole lot of stuff. But he said the only way faith can be examined... Matter of fact, James 2.18 said, just write it in your notes. I'm sorry I didn't give it to Josh to put on the screen. James 2.18 says, but someone will say to them, uh, you say you have faith and I have good works. Now show me your alleged faith apart from any good works, if you can, and I by my good works of obedience will show you my faith. So religion hears the word, but true faith lives the word. Religion knows the word. But true faith lives the word. Amen. The one scripture I didn't take time to read. I'm trying to get you out of here by 2, 2.30. We'll work on that. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Stay with me. Amen. He said, the just shall live by 
the just shall. In other words, it's not everybody who proclaims the faith that is just. But that just man, that righteous man, that holy man will live by his faith when his faith, oh my God, when his faith is commanded him to do something against his will. Huh? The just shall. So everybody breathe. That's how you live. You live by inhaling and exhaling. He said, well, let me tell you how the just live. They live by what they believe. Not just by what they believe. The truly just. This is how you can tell if you're a just man. And the just man is the only man getting into heaven. Can I get a witness? Amen. He said, the just man will govern his life by what that Bible says. Amen. In spite of if he likes it, if he wants to do it, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Amen. Because sometimes my faith requires a level of obedience that my flesh don't like. Is anybody in this place? And he said, a just man. Huh? Are y'all listening to me? Amen. Now, 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 now. Now, I'm really wanting to confess a lot of stuff, but y'all may use it against me on Facebook. Amen. Sometimes I'm a man just like you are. Anybody ever push your buttons the wrong way? I should have got an amen from everybody. The rest of you didn't say nothing are liars. <laughs> amen. Well, let me tell you what. My old flesh wants to handle it in one way. But my belief system will not allow me. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. Well, I wouldn't have said that if they hadn't have done that. You're not living by your faith. If you believe, we should be extending mercy. We should be extending love. We should be extending... Huh? Or maybe you don't believe the Bible. He said, but a just man will govern his life by what he believes in spite of the inconvenience it may be in his life. So religion hears the word, but true faith lives the word. Okay, we're, the examination has begun. Are you truly a believer or are we religious? Romans chapter number 2. Look at these scriptures with me. Romans chapter number 2 beginning in verse number 13. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the shall be justified. The doers of the law shall be justified. Now this ain't talking about the Old Testament law. Amen. It's talking about the New Testament law. And the New Testament law is the law of the Spirit. Amen. It's not all that Old Testament law. Thank God that's been nailed to the cross. Amen. So it's not the hearers of the law that are just before God, but it's the doers of the Lord that shall, the laws that shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, and it says Gentiles in the Bible, it's just talking about sinners. For when the sinners, which have not the law, do by nature, somebody shout nature. Do by nature the things contained in the law. They, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. Which show the work of the law was written in their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness. And their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. He simply said, these sinners came in here. They didn't have all the instruction you have. They didn't have all the words you have. But they got so born again that they naturally started fulfilling the law. Isn't it, ain't this the awesome thing about salvation? Religion tells you to come in, make a profession, and then do your best to curve your appetites. Do your best. It's called modified behavior. Do your best to act right, live right. That's what religion does. But salvation says uh, when you come by faith and God deposits his seed in you at salvation, you will naturally start obeying the will of God. Somebody ought to shout over that because that's good news to me. If it's so hard that you're struggling and clenching your teeth, amen, to stay saved, maybe you got born into religion instead of born into Christianity. Because he said they didn't even know what they were supposed to be doing. Uh, Brother Robin, they didn't even know what was right and wrong. They didn't have the background that all them Jews had. Amen. But because God came into their life, when they would start to step out of the will of God, their conscience would judge them. 
Their conscience would judge. I'm so sick of hearing, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Well, when you get saved, nobody will have to judge you because your conscience will do the job. Amen. It will accuse or excuse. Amen. Your own conscience within will let you know I am in the right standing with God. Amen. So the two words I want to capitalize on. Amen. You Wednesday night bunch, y'all just get with me like you never heard this stuff. Is doers and nature. Two words in that. Remember it says they're doing the will of God by nature. It's just becoming natural to them. Amen. So I want to deal with two words, doers and nature. And the word doers comes from a Greek word that means a performer. He is a performer. He's, he's, he's a doer is like an actor who steps out of his old character and steps into his new character. Are you with me? Amen. That's what a doer is. And now a religious person will carry the Bible he, he, he knows how to talk religious when you want to talk religion. Amen. But his actions don't coincide with the Bible he carries. He said, but not a doer. A doer forsakes the old script. Are y'all with me this morning? And he gets a hold of the new script and he starts living out this new script for his life. Amen. So uh, that word doer means he is a performer of the word. Carrying a Bible won't get you to heaven. And you know what? To me, it ain't even about going to heaven. But carrying this Bible won't let you walk in victory. Won't allow you to walk in dominion. Won't let you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. But when you start doing it, when you start performing it, amen, then it starts changing your life. Can I get a witness in this place? Amen. Let's take that a little deeper. The word doers. It's not the hearers of the word that are blessed, but it's the doers. So doers is a performer. Amen. Another meaning for that means to, of the word doer, it means to agree with. It means to bind together as one. It means to continue or to abide. I know some of you are writing and I'm throwing these words, but I, 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 I got a long way to go. Amen. So a doer who is one who quits acting like the old life because he's been born again, he picks up the script of his new life and that's beginning to behave like God says he's in. And then the third thing is he stays there. He abides there. He don't have a true believer don't. Oh, now y'all better help me because it's going to get worse from here. Amen. A true believer don't vacillate. Amen. From that script to that script. A true believer is a believer around Christ. He, he follows the script. He follows the righteousness of God. He walks in the righteousness of God. It don't matter if he's with the righteous. It don't matter if he's in the church. Uh, is anybody out there this morning? It don't matter. It's who he is. He's a believer. So when he finds himself in a contrary atmosphere where there are no believers, he cannot flip the script. He cannot leave the script. Why? Because it's his life. The just shall live by their faith. They shall live by whatever. So if I believe it while I'm here on Sunday morning, I believe it Monday morning when I'm at work. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me. I'm going to preach it anyway. Amen. If I believe it when I'm around my Christian buddies, then I believe the same thing when I'm around my heathen buddies. Amen. It's who I am. Amen. And if we can flip the script and not abide in it, no matter what the circumstances are, the Bible says we are hypocrites. I don't know what y'all were saying out there, but them was some good ones too. Josh called you a reprobate. <laughs> he said, you're a hypocrite. You know what a hypocrite was? That was really a theatrical term. That they did plays back in them days and all they had was a little mask on the stick and they would change faces. Religion will have you changing faces. Oh my God. I said religion will have you changing faces and you change the face to match the company you're in. He said a true believer, 
A true believer will live by his faith and he will die by his faith. Oh God, somebody, I'm going to get excited in this place. They tied them apostles to whipping posts. They burnt the Christians at stakes. And while they were burning, they were singing amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. That's the man, if you, oh God, if you won't die for your faith, you're not living in the faith. Uh, amen. Sometimes my flesh wants me to step out of the faith. Y'all don't look at me like that. I'll preach four hours. Y'all better amen me and I'll let you out of here. Sitting out there like you holier than I am. Are you listening to me? But it's a just man. It's a just man who will stick to his faith even when the circumstances are contrary. Amen. And the winds are blowing in a different direction. That I am who I am. Is anybody in this place? Or should I say it like this? I am who he said I am. If I'm sick, I am who he said I am. If I'm in a dungeon, if I'm in persecution... I don't change mask. Amen. Reach over and grab that other mask out of your neighbor's hand. Right there. Chuck, give me that mask. I bet they got one. Are you listening to me? So you need to examine yourself. Are, are you really in the faith or are you just religious? Amen. Uh, you can be a tither. You can be one of the best tithers in this building and go straight to hell. You can. Uh, is anybody in this place? Elders, uh, deacons, preachers. <laughs> Ain't none of us exempt. We can have a whole lot of religion and no real faith because it has not altered our conduct. And can I tell you, your, your conduct has not been altered, has not been altered because you can behave yourself when people are watching. You'll only know if you've really been changed if you're still a Christian when nobody's my God it's tough being a pastor it's tough being a pastor because when people start messing up in church and laying out in a small community and I go to Max and they see me they hide behind the butter beans I see them they hiding behind the butter beans. Amen. Hey, listen to me. And, uh, I, and uh, if I ever see them, they're in trouble because I'm going to come around the aisle. I'll come around the aisle. Hey, listen to me. You know what I want to tell them? What are you hiding from me for? I'm just a man. God saw what you was doing when I wasn't looking. Amen. He's the one, not me. Religion will make you sneaky. Huh? You get saved, you may still tell jokes, but the content will change. Huh? Well, I don't know about mine. That's because you got religion. <laughs> you get salvation, start cleaning stuff up. That's the only way I knew I got saved. Everybody said they had all these feelings when they got saved. I didn't feel jack. <laughs> I didn't feel nothing when I got saved. You hear me? I went down to an altar and by faith gave my heart to Jesus and told my wife, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. I seen all them other people shouting and carrying on. I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. But I'm telling you, before I got saved, I could cuss a blue streak. Whatever that means. <laughs> Amen. But after I got saved, I noticed when it come out my mouth, it just was nauseating. Is anybody in this place? All of a sudden, oh my God, something happened to me when I went to that altar. Amen. I don't feel anything but conviction when I do the wrong thing. Oh, is anybody in this place? So a doer is one. Help me, Holy Spirit. Expedite this sermon. <laughs> a doer is a performer. Amen. He acts out what he believes and he continues therein. Uh, he don't have the luxury of changing because his feelings changed. Now that I need to spend some time on, but I can't. Sometimes my feeler ain't feeling good. Somebody ought to say amen. Sometimes I just got sugar dripping off of me and sometimes I just soon slap you. Let me try this side over here. Amen. Are you listening to me? Not really slap you. It's not my nature. But sometimes I don't want to fool with you. Amen. So I got to live by my faith even when my feeler ain't feeling. That's somebody's word right now. Amen. Even when I ain't feeling like doing it right. I don't live by my feelings. I live by my, by this faith. 
So a doer is one whose thoughts and actions are in perfect agreement with the word. A doer is one whose thoughts and actions are in perfect agreement with this word. What most people don't understand, the, the, a lot of times to be in agreement with this word means to be in a disagreement with me. God just said something right there. Uh, it's not the fact that I'm not saved. It's the fact that I am saved. And my conscience will accuse or excuse my actions. So sometimes I got to stick to the word when I don't feel like sticking to the word. But the just shall live by his faith. So a doer is one whose thoughts and actions are in agreement with the word. He has bound himself to the word. It's one who continues and abides in the word. In other words, a doer or we're going to call him a true believer does not and cannot vacillate between what he believes. I believe God's a healer. Do you? Just because I pray for you and don't get you healed, you don't get healed. It don't change what I believe. Amen. I may need to stir my faith. I may need to take my faith to another level, but I don't walk off from there saying, well, maybe God don't heal anymore because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm going to live by my faith. Oh God, just too much in this. So, so a doer is a performer. He sticks to the script. He so sticks to it, he calls things that are not as they already were. Oh my God, you just helped me out there. Amanda, Angela, Abigail. I know it's an A. Amanda, I got it right the first time. I should have stopped. Are you listening to me? Amen. To, 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 to abide in the word and not to vacillate. Are you listening to me? Amen. It means to speak things that are not like they already were. In other words, my situation looks pretty bad. But my Bible says, let the weak say, I Oh, somebody help me preach this morning. Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen. Well, how can you say that? Because that's what the script says. And my weakness has to be a lie because this is the truth. And even if my weakness is the truth, then it has to turn into... Oh, is anybody listening to me? Let the sick say, I am healed. Wow, that's big right there. Amen. You say what you want to say. Doctors can say what they want to say. Amen. But you know what I say? I say, by His stripes I am healed. You know what I say? I'm going to stick to the script. I'm going to believe what God said. And I'm going to let it affect my thoughts and my actions. Who am I preaching to in this place? This morning? I didn't say it was the easy route, but it is the productive route. I'm going to live by what this Bible says. Huh? Amen. My, my, my body wants to tell me I'm an addict. Amen. Let me get the script out because I can't find one in here. Amen. Where it says I'm going to be born again and live a life of addiction and a bondage in my life. What I see in the script is greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What I see is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are you in the faith? Huh? See, you've heard this stuff before. Amen. But until you start practicing, is anybody in this place? Until you put it to work in your life. My God, true faith, true faith. Hear me. We're just examining. Are you sure you're in the faith or are we just religious? I'm telling you, it nailed me. True faith will always whew, need some air. True faith will always manifest itself through complete obedience without hesitation. Oh my God, you got quiet then. True faith will obey. Huh? When true faith says shut up, you shut up. Oh, I couldn't help myself. I just got started. And <laughs> you better examine something. Are we in the faith or are we in religion? Because religion don't have no power. Amen? There's a bunch of rules in religion, but it don't have no power. There's power in salvation. Oh my God. Are you listening to me? True faith will always manifest itself. James said it himself in the book of James. Amen. He said an inactive faith is dead. A faith, hear this statement. A faith that does not provoke illog an, an illogical move contrary to reason is a dead faith. I'm going to say that again. A lot of people waiting on a miracle standing on the bank. 
But you can't get a miracle till you step in the water. Huh? Oh, I'm believing God, and I'm believing God, and He's going to do this, and He's going to do that. Amen. The priest was standing by the water, the, 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 the Jordan River, and it was flooded out of its banks, and they needed to get to the other side. And God said, get the ark, put it on your shoulder. Somebody said, you got to have the presence. Somebody say it with me. you got to have the presence. Amen. They said, take the presence with you, not religion. Take the presence with you and step into the water. And when you step into the water, it's going to split for you to walk on. Amen. We call faith standing on the bank saying, Lord, if you'll split that water, I'm going to walk through it. Oh, my God. I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. I just want y'all to know that. Amen. We want a miracle with dry feet. Can I submit to you, anytime you get a miracle, you're going to have water running between your toes. Anytime you get a miracle, it's going to be because you took a step of faith on what you really believed instead of praying for some sign or wonder that would enable you to take the step. Oh God, I could give you a story. They said, we need water. He said, dig ditches. Amen. We just want water to come. Maybe you need to get shovel out and start digging. Maybe you'd be digging in the Word. Maybe you'd be digging in what God said. Mm-hmm. Are you really in the faith? We're praying over things we call faith, but wouldn't step out by faith. And make an illogical, unreasonable decision that seems crazy. Uh, amen, I ain't got time for it, but uh, uh, I ain't going to tell it. I got to go. I got a great testimony. Examine, are you in the faith? Are you really in the faith? Or is it all talk? It's kind of like the man, I'll tell this part. Amen, it's kind of like the man with the wheelbarrow. You ever heard that? Amen. This guy was a tightrope walker and he was phenomenal. He done it. And he had one little faithful follower. Amen. That followed him everywhere he went to watch him walk that tightrope. Amen. He, 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 and he, he, he adored him so much. He would go do the propaganda for him. He'd just go, y'all got to come see this guy. He is phenomenal. Ain't nobody like him. Ain't nobody. Y'all got to come see him. Amen. Well, the guy decided he was going to walk the tightrope across the uh, Grand Canyon. Somebody heard this joke. Amen. So he stretched it across there and his little faithful followers said, I believe. I believe. I believe this guy can do it. There ain't nothing like him. I know without a shadow of a doubt he's going to be able to make it to the other side. And he had a crowd follow him. Amen. To the Grand Canyon. And there stood that guy about to walk across there and he said, do y'all believe I can walk across this Grand Canyon? Yeah. His little faithful followers on the front row. I believe. He said, well, do y'all believe I can walk across it and push a wheelbarrow across it? Yes! I believe! His little faithful follower was, uh, I mean, he was, he was uh, pumping up the crowd. I believe you can do it! And he called that little faithful follower out and said, get in. Uh, um, uh, is anybody listening to me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You better examine your faith. Somebody help me right there. Do I really believe or am I just got a whole lot of talk until it requires that I take a step of faith? Oh my God. Maybe your miracle's not laying in the, uh, someone else's hand with some anointing oil. Maybe it's with you stepping off the ledge saying, if God is God, I'll live. If he's not, I'll die. Is anybody in this place? The just will live by their faith. My God, I, got, I could just stay right there, but I got to get to this. Okay, how does it affect my character? If I, how does faith affect my character? Amen. Uh, religion won't affect your character. It'll just change some of your habits. Amen. Or it'll add new habits to your old habits. Well, how does true faith? Go with me to 1 John. I think Josh will take us there. 1 John chapter number 3, verses 9 and 10. How does faith affect my character? Whosoever is born of God, I need us to read this out loud together because this scripture just throws a spoke. I mean, a, a stick in the spoke. 
Y'all ever had somebody do y'all like that, James? My brother did it to me one time. It wasn't pretty. The fight was on too, I promise you. <laughs> this scripture throws a, a stick in the spoke of this doctrine of you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, and we all sin every day because we can't help ourselves. What are you going to do with this scripture? Now we're going to stick to the word, okay? So we're going to read it in concert. Everybody one time out loud. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remains in him and he. What are you going to do with that scripture? He, he, if he's born of God, he don't commit sin. And he cannot continue in sin. Because he's been born again. Do I have another one? Oh, God, this one here will just rebuke you. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whoever does not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that don't love his brother. Now, you better examine right now. Amen. I'm a sinner. I sin every day. I can't stop sinning. It's part of my life. Amen. This scripture says, well, you must not have been born of God. You were born into religion. And now you're still under the burden of sin, which was never God's original plan. Can I get a witness? He said, matter of fact, he said, this is how you can tell. This is how you can tell if they're children of the devil. <laughs> that Bible is crazy. I wouldn't have had the guts to say that. <laughs> In other words, this, this is how you can tell who your daddy is. If it's God, you can't keep sinning. Oh, that's such good news for me. I, I didn't say you wasn't going to fail. I didn't say you wasn't going to make no mistake. But I promise you when you do, that conscience is going to convict you and you're going to say, I can't do that no more. I remember I came out cussing. Are you listening to me? Nobody, I didn't need nobody around me telling me, y'all not be cussing. You went to the altar last night. Amen. I don't know what your devil is. I had a cussing devil. That devil can cuss. You hear me? Uh, amen. Are you listening? Nobody had to tell me. I, I had something on the inside of me saying, hey, something ain't right about that. Somebody write about that. All of a sudden I could tell who my daddy was because now I had the desire to say the right thing instead of the wrong thing. Is anybody in this place? Somebody saying right now, you know what? I think I need another deal. Not that kind of deal. I need another trip to that altar because you know what? I think I went to the altar in a religious mindset and I didn't go to the altar believing that he could so change my life. Is anybody listening to me? So believing he could change my life. Amen. That now it's just naturally showing up. You can't do it. We're, we're, we're preaching these sermons of how much sin can you get away with and still get in. But let me tell you what real salvation says. Real salvation says you'll have more trouble sinning than not sinning. Somebody ought to give the Lord a hand praise right there. I don't need an accountability partner following me around saying don't eat that, don't drink that, don't say that, don't. I can be right by myself. And my own conscience is accusing or excusing. I'm telling you, there better be some people wrestling with this sermon today because you've been claiming, a lot of people have been claiming salvation for years. And today you better come to the realization that salvation didn't change nothing about me except I bought a Bible and went to church. I joined a church somewhere, but when I get to heaven, ain't nothing getting in but faith. Faith. My God, help me this morning. He don't commit sin. He can't. You can't. You can't tell me we can't sin. That ain't what it's trying to say. It actually says you will not continually, habitually commit sin. Because I blurted it right out of my mouth. But I'm telling you I wasn't comfortable with it. Some of y'all need to get reset. <laughs> You, you may believe once saved, always saved. It don't matter. Even when you're once saved, always saved, you still need to get resaved. The apostles needed to get resaved. Amen. They got filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter number two and Acts chapter number four. They said, God, we need another deal or we need another trip. We need another infilling. 
Amen? So listen to me. 1 Peter 1.23, I don't think I gave you that, but listen to this. It says, you being born again, listen, close, not of the corruptible seed, that's the way you were born the first time, but of an incorruptible by the Word of God, which live and abide forever. When you were born the first time, you were born of a corruptible seed, a sinner. I was shaping in iniquity, the Bible says. When you were born the first time, you, because of Adam, you were born a sinner. And your natural disposition was to be a sinner. Amen. You were born with the nature of sin. But when you were born again, you were born of the incorruptible seed of God. So He put His seed in you. He put His DNA in you. He put His blood in you. Amen. <laughs> and that seed will always produce after its own kind. I got good news for you. Salvation is so powerful, it changes your nature. Wow. That was a good place for you to shout. Because your nature stunk. Huh? Why? Because I naturally was a sinner. Amen. I just naturally born slap your head off. Just natural to me. I just naturally born throw a fit. I just naturally born. Is anybody in this place? I was just natural. And when it comes natural like that, you can't help it. Huh? Shake your neighbor and tell him, you can't help it, you like you are. Huh? You, you, you can't help it. That's why the gospel is such good news that I don't have to join a church and go into a behavior modification. I can join the kingdom and get God's seed in me and it changes my nature. Amen. The problem is churches are trying to disciple sinners. You can't disciple sinners. But when God puts his seed in them, then you can cultivate. Oh, my God. Salvation is so powerful, it changes nature. Why? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is When you get really born again and really in the faith, a new spirit was quickened in your life. Amen. My God, I'm a study. I'm an avid studier of revival. Amen. And over in Wales where they had the uh, uh, coal mines and they used mules and them old coal miners got saved. Revival broke out. The whole island got saved and them coal miners got saved and went back to work the next day and the mules would do nothing. They didn't understand because they weren't cussing. They had done got so used to them cussing them mules and calling them everything in the world. That's a true story. That the muse was confused. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if your friends got confused the next time you got around them because this ain't the same guy. God, this is good. This is not the same person that went to that altar. They had to retrain their muse to G without an SOB. <laughs> okay, moving on. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man, if, 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 somebody shout if. if. You better question your salvation. He said, if any man is in Christ, all things, behold. My God, I'm telling you, that's a brand new little turd. Uh, that was a brand new little kid, child that we dedicated a while ago. He's brand new. He went out of one dimension into another dimension. Are y'all listening to me? That's the power of salvation. It changes me in an instant. And then I, by discipleship, cultivate the change. Oh, my God. If any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, you've been saved of any length of time at all, and you're still as nasty as you was, you got a double dose of religion. You never got this thing called salvation because it just changes your nature. If my faith does not affect my character, it's dead faith. It's religiosity. Can I tell you something? Faith demands that I forgive immediately and repeatedly. Forgiveness is a big word today. My faith demands it. Can I put it another way? I told my Wednesday, true faith will automatically by nature forgive repeatedly and immediately. Oh, there's a good telltale if you're really in the faith. 
You might be religious if you can just hoard things against people for years and years and years. You may not be in, well, you're not in the faith. We're examining it, right? Amen. True faith is the character of God. How much trouble does God have forgiven you? Or when you come to him and says, well, I know you. You're probably going to do it again. So I'm going to put you on trial a while. Is anybody listening? Faith or religion? Amen. It demands. It will automatically, it will automatically produce the character of God. True, true faith will love and be long-suffering in spite of the challenge. Amen. You don't have to deserve it, deserve it for true faith to love you. Why? Because you didn't deserve to be loved when Jesus loved you. So if I got his faith, oh my God, give me, I'm going to try this in five minutes. Now we talked about the doing, but it's very important that I get to this next point because you can train anybody to do anything. And it's all about works with no relationship. It's all about works. But he said they are doing by nature. Here's the next word. Nature. Nature comes from a Greek word, which means growth by germination. You notice, Tammy, I'm not saying them words today. She laughed at me Wednesday night. They're doing it by nature. That means growth by germination. Germination is the process by which an organism grows from a seed or a similar structure. In other words, amen, when you're really born again, it's growth by natural or lineal descent. It just grows. It grows because of your relationship with God. It produces after its own kind. So he said, wait a minute now. These Gentiles that just got saved, they're not just doing the right thing. They're not just being obedient to the Word, but they're doing it by nature. That's big. Now it's more natural to them than doing the wrong thing. That's what true salvation looks like. It's more natural than doing the wrong thing. It's not the, it's, it's not the obligational duty of religion. It's who they are. It's so easy to come in and join a church and then start being trained by church people to act like church people. Away with it. It's, are you listening to me? I'm sick of that stuff. That ain't nothing but bondage. It's so easy to be deceived by religion. Listen to me. We can confuse it as true faith because uh, religion requires works. It requires doing. But because religion can't change your inner nature, then in religion you'll find yourself doing it, but it's not your nature. So you leave one level of bondage to come into another level of bondage. Still ain't got no peace. Still ain't got no joy. Out there I was bound by sin and drugs and alcohol and womanizing and whatever your devil was. Amen. But I gave all that up and I tied myself to a religious system that requires I don't do all that. But that is still my nature. So I'm still just as unhappy as I was before I got saved. My God, can y'all receive this? He said, not true salvation. He said, at true salvation, your nature is so changed that you start desiring the things God desires, even when your flesh is telling you something else. Oh, somebody says, thank God for salvation. You hear me? In religion, it's a struggle to be continually committed. It's not reasonable service because it's not natural. It's just not natural. Romans 2.14 says, or gives us an example that I read to you a while ago of what true faith looks like. Paul says these believers are now doing, but it's by nature. It's natural. It's not religious obligation. Their, their actions are simply a reflection of a seed. Can I tell you what? I'm going to wind down right now. If you plant an apple seed, what are you going to get? Wow, Genius. Y'all come up with that all by yourselves? It's, it's comical to think I would plant an apple seed and get an orange. It's, it's not even natural. Matter of fact, what would be unnatural is if I planted an apple seed and got an orange. God said, I so put my seed in you 
that that's what the seed is. So the seedling is going to be apple. The tree is going to be apple. And the fruit is going to be apple. That's why he said you can't sin if God's seed remains. Somebody shout remains. Make sure you keep the seed. Are you listening to me? That's another sermon, but keep the seed. He said, if you're really born of God, then that seed is going to produce after its own kind. And when my apple tree starts thinking about producing an orange tree, it says you got to be nuts. That's not who I am. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, when you're born of God, you cannot produce the fruits of the devil. Give me these scriptures. We'll close out with them. Did I give you Matthew or wherever that is about? Okay, take this home with This is how you'll know if you're a Christian. You'll know them by their... I don't care how many scriptures you quoted, how many Hail Marys you done. It don't matter how many times you went to church. It don't matter how many times you read. Some of us read the Bible through five times. He said, the only way you'll know is by the actions and the fruit coming out of their lives. That's how you know you're really saved. I'm not standing up here saying you get born again and you're perfect because discipleship sets in and starts cultivating that little seedling. But it's apple to the core. <laughs> you, you'll know them by the fruit. Do men gather grapes off thorns? No. Are figs off thistles? No, even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit. That's how you know. That's how you know you say you produce good fruit. But a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth. What do we do with these kind of scriptures? Well, I don't seem to have a problem with it. Maybe we have more religion than we do faith. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Is that all I gave you? Man, it would be easy to be deceived by religion if this Bible didn't get in our way. You know what they say? Facts are pesky little things. Truth is pesky little things. And I don't care what we say. He said, you may have deceived yourself in that you're a whole lot righteous than you really are. You might have deceived yourself that you're a whole lot more saved than you really are. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.